Welcome to Jersey Justice, a civil law podcast that shares practical tips and stories about personal and workplace injuries. Join two of the brightest New Jersey injury attorneys, Gerald Clark and Mark Morris of Clark Law Firm, as they take you behind the scenes of justice and civil law. But first, a quick disclaimer. The information shared on this podcast is for general information purposes only. Nothing on this site should be taken as legal advice for any individual case or situation. This information is not intended to create and does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. All right, everyone, welcome back to Jersey Justice. And today we're going to be talking about what it's like to really deal with the judge and what happens in the courtroom behind the scenes. So we're going to have Mark and Sherry take you back and talk a little bit about what it's really like to deal with a judge and the courtroom and the jury and all of that that goes on. So, Jerry, do you have any interesting stories for us to get us started? Yeah, with with judges, it's the judge is everything in a case. I clerked for a judge when I graduated law school. I clerked for a year, so I got really behind the scenes. I clerked in the Monmouth County Superior Court, which was trial level. So you really get behind the scenes. But as you get older and get more experience, you can see it in more of a perspective. And judges, in my experience, all in all, the judges that I've dealt with have been really good. Some judges are really bad, but for the most part, the judges I've dealt with, been happy. I think what you want in a judge is you want someone that's like dispassionate. You definitely want someone that doesn't take sides. Most importantly, I want a judge that's going to follow the law. For most issues in a case and most questions, there's clear law on it. There's clear rules. And you want a judge that's going to be even-handed and doesn't take sides. That's really the most important thing you want. It's nice to have a judge that makes rulings promptly, that gives us the overall sense of fairness is super critical. And I've been really proud of our Supreme Court in New Jersey ever since I've been practicing law, which has been a decent amount of time, but not that long. And when I remember with the federal Supreme Court, it's there's so many like political kind of decisions and decisions that go like, okay, the conservatives are here and the liberals are here and it's always that way. But I, I think our Supreme Court it is not polarized. Like a lot of the decisions are unanimous, which is great. And there's consensus building and stuff like that. I've definitely had bad experiences with judges. I remember I tried one case and this one judge just wouldn't let you speak. The judge would constantly interrupt. It was bizarre. The judge is no longer on the bench. It was bizarre. Would constantly interrupt. The judge would ask you a question you would begin answering it. She would immediately interrupt your answer. And it was just the most bizarre thing. And I think the judge took a side in the case super early against the plaintiff and was basically doing everything the judge could to try to, to get us to lose the case. And it was so bad. The jury was like, what is wrong with this judge? Like it was the craziest thing. And we ended up winning the case in front of the jury because the jury saw the judge was so bad taking sides that the jury was turned off by the judge. That was my take on it. But judges, judges are people with COVID and the sh in New Jersey in the last several years, there's been a shortage of judges and these judges can be very overworked. They have tons of motions. 
So what we try to do is we try to make it easy for the judge. We try to lay everything out and have our exhibits clear, make our arguments clear, not too long. But I'm very proud of the judges in New Jersey. It's not an easy job. And I'd have a more difficult time with judges when I was a younger lawyer in terms of, because you're, you're younger and you don't see everything. I've learned more about how to kind of conduct myself and, and how to be. And, and I think honesty is probably one of the most important things in dealing with judges and dealing with courts because your credibility is everything. So I really take pride in that. But yeah, I think the judges in New Jersey, for the most part, have been really, really good. They've been even handed. So it's, it's been good, but it's a super important job. A judge can do a lot of damage and be, it's very dangerous. They have a lot of power, a lot of power, especially on a case. So it's so important that the right judges get selected, that they're there for the right reasons. And I, I don't want to talk either way about any particular judge one way or the other, but I just had a judge. I just, in a case I recently tried, we, we had this judge and I, I remember during one of the breaks, I was sitting out in the, in the hallway with Lazaro Berenger from our office attorney that we worked together with on this case. And I said, man, that judge is really good. I said, that judge should be on the appellate division. And because the judge would take time on every issue and say, what's the issue? What's the argument? And the judge would try to apply the law to the facts, which is all you want. And the judge didn't take sides at any point. So I thought that judge was really good. And I keep referring to, I say that judge, I'm not saying him or her, because I'm trying to make it like, so I'm not naming a particular judge or even suggesting in, in general. general. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so that's been my experience so far. Yeah, that's great. That's great to hear. But how do you, like, let's say that you do get a judge, that's a bad judge and you're trying to build some rapport with them so that they will at least listen to you. Like in the one case that judge did not want to listen to you. What are some tactics that you can share with maybe the younger lawyers? Cause you've got the experience now to be able to kind of get them on a even playing field where they're willing to at least be unbiased. Well, most importantly, you have to maintain your professionalism. You can't get upset. The defense lawyer may try to push your buttons. Maybe a bad judge might try to push your buttons. You have to stay professional, but you also have to stay firm and you have to do what's called create a record, meaning say what happened, enter as an exhibit for the record, what happened, what's going on. So you have to maintain a record because the appellate division, which is the second level in the superior court who reviews what judges do, one of their primary tasks is to keep judges in line to make a check on judges that, that don't follow the law or don't do what they're supposed to do. And the appellate judges can't do anything about that if the lawyer does not create a record. And it can be done in a lot of different ways. So that's one, one way. And to ma maintain your professionalism and just, just slug forward and be, be calm. It's very important to stay calm, to not lose your temper, which is very easy in the heat of of a courtroom battle. And another big thing is when judge asks a question, answer the question. A lot of times a judge will set you up for a yes or no question because they're trying to create a record in their favor. Always answer the question. And so when you're dealing with a difficult judge, just maintain your composure. You can't always win, but you're not always going to win. There's a saying, if you're a lawyer and you don't like losing, then be a criminal uh, prosecutor or be a medical malpractice defense lawyer if you don't like to lose. 
But in our business, what we do, humility is a great thing. You'll certainly learn humility. And sometimes there's nothing you can do, Dimple, when you have a judge that doesn't like your case other than create a record, keep your head down and work hard and, and do what you got to do in the event they rule against you, which is to learn how to file an appeal and pro prosecute an appeal. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Jerry. I think those are great tips and great points. Mark, let's hear from you. What are your thoughts on this? I agree with Jerry. Fortunately, I, I've had pretty, I wouldn't say pleasurable, but yeah, like it, you want fairness, you want even handedness. Judges come from like all different types of backgrounds. It's something that I don't know if a lot of people realize, but like we practice, we do personal injury. It's, it's civil litigation. We could have a judge on a case that spent 30 years of their career doing family law and could know this much about civil litigation. And then they're getting thrown into like a products liability trial or something very nuanced. And it, it's, it's kind of funny that the system works like that. I think a lot of times judges get started out in family and then they'll kind of migrate to different areas, maybe where they're better suited. But the fact that you have judges that, that haven't necessarily practiced in your field of law, I think you have to sometimes just be patient. Like Jerry said, you have to make sure that we lay out the law. Not that I'm sitting here saying I know everything there is to know about civil law and some judge doesn't. Like, that's not the case. I find that, like, there's a court rule that says that judges are supposed to consider and read everything that gets sent to them. And, like, I find that it's impressive because there's probably hundreds of motions every cycle. And when I have, like, a bigger motion, something that needs to get argued, it's oftentimes very clear that the judges, like, reviewed the papers, has become very familiar with them. A lot of time judges are dependent on their law clerks as well. And there's a, a turnover cycle on that where I think it's like August, the old law clerks leave and like September, the new ones come in. And it's got to be a tough process for judges, especially kind of in a different field to start hitting the ground running and keep things moving. Because the same way that like a lot of people have bosses, like judges have bosses too, that are saying, looking at their, like their dockets, making sure that they're moving their cases. So it's like a balance between the judge following the law, like doing what's fair, the judge also like keeping their cases moving, and then just just trials. I, I'm always blown away by on trial seeing a judge multitask, like checking their emails, reviewing motions, while also like split second turning over and making ruling on like an evidentiary objection. It, it, it's definitely like a tireless job. And again, like I, I talked about in one of the episodes earlier, like I had a settlement conference today where the judge was, he cut into his lunch break to try and get this case resolved. Like he doesn't work for our firm. He's not getting a cut of it or anything. And a lot of times with like staff, when you're working in public sector setting, well, with anyone, our staff here, people care about like that lunch break. It's like his secretary was hanging back like while he was getting this case resolved. So there's a lot of excellent judges out there that really can go like above and beyond. There's judges that I think understand how, not like the game, because it's not a game, like how things work, like how plaintiffs might be here, defense might be here. They'll kind of play both sides against each other and be like, plaintiff's not taking less than this. Defense is never going to offer more than this. And then get you to like a number here. So they can be really effective at resolving cases. And then when it comes to deciding motions, like Jerry said, just follow the law, apply the facts to it. As long as the judge is being fair. And if they're not, that next level of review, ideally, is the appellate division. So that's really my two cents. There is a strong kind of preference, though, it, it seems, and it's it it's difficult to get a superior court judge like overturned. It has to be very obvious that they had done something wrong. So that's why it kind of does matter, though. Back to one of Jerry's points earlier, like you got to populate the record, you got to have the ammunition you need to give to the appellate division. If the judge below really did 
get it wrong to get that overturned. Dimple on the other side of the coin in terms of what I was saying about bad judges, like most most of the judges we've seen are good judges, even if they rule against us. Like I don't define a good judge as one that rules in our favor. I define a good judge as one that follows the law. But when on the flip side of the coin, when judges, let's say a judge has more of a plaintiff bent where they're generally speaking more in favor of a plaintiff, maybe they were a former plaintiff's attorney or something, because you also get on the, as judges, former defense lawyers. And generally speaking, a a judge that was a former defense lawyer, they may have a defense bend, which is fine. I, I don't have any problem with judges having a bend one way or the other, because there is a lot of gray area in the law and there's leanings. I don't even mind that. What, as long as they're following the law and giving good reasons, a statement of reasons for their decisions. But when we do have a plaintiff bend judge or a judge that's just generally speaking likes the case is in our favor, we will make sure to not lead the judge to make a bad decision or an erroneous decision. Like if the judge we think is on our side and will get will rule in our favor on our issues, we make sure not to push an issue that is not correct. So I think we pride ourselves in steering judges to make the correct decisions. And the other thing is when they do make a correct decision and they get appealed, we will fight like mad to support the judge that has ruled in our favor. And our appellate track record, I believe, shows that we have several reported decisions and unreported decisions where judges that ruled in favor of our clients were upheld and we will do a bang up job on those briefs. We will research every issue. We will present it in a very clean, concise, proper way. And we fight like mad to support judges that rule in our favor on on appeal. Ditto. Agreed. All right. I guess this is a wrap unless you guys have anything else you want to share. No, that's it. I'm good. Good. And there you have it, folks, another episode of Jersey Justice Podcast. If you're loving what you're hearing, it's time to hit that subscribe button on Apple, YouTube, and Spotify podcasts. And don't forget to leave us a review online. Share this podcast with your friends and become their legal hero. Dive into more episodes at jerseyjusticepodcast.com or clarklawnj.com and check out our show notes for more information. If you're navigating legal issues and need a guiding light, we're just a phone call away. Call us at 1-877-841-8855. Again, 1-877-841-8855. Until next time, Jersey Justice Warriors, stay empowered and informed.